Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. Today, we're going to talk about developing a better relationship with our bodies. So we're going to learn all about healthy eating and holistic living. I'm so excited to share our guest. She's Sarah Ann Stewart. So Sarah is a certified holistic health practitioner, founder of the Holistically Slim Movement, and creator of the e-course Meditate Slim. As a weight loss expert, Sarah specializes in helping individuals reach their goals naturally without crash dieting and by reprogramming subconscious patterns around food. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how are you? Good to be on here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm really excited because I want to learn a lot from you, you know, because I'm trying to get healthier with my life too. So I have a lot of questions for you. Amazing. I'm ready. Okay. Before we go into all of the health, like, can we talk about your story? Mm -hmm. How did you get into this whole thing? And was there like a specific turning point that you know, pointed you in this health direction? Yeah. So I grew up in a very holistic environment. My parents were really into health when I was a kid. My father um, actually was a, was a public speaker and he taught a lot about meditation. And then when I was 14, I was scouted to model. And I remember at the time thinking, you know, this is so different than the world I grew up in. And this is the most amazing opportunity. And I have a really good head on my shoulders and I'm going to be fine. And so for 10 years on and off, I was in working in fashion. And during that time, I would lose a bunch of weight and work for a while and then gain a bunch of weight. And I was fluctuating um, between at at some points between 110 pounds and 180. So I developed this really disordered eating. I got really sick. I had every Um, type of eating disorder that you could imagine. And I hit rock bottom. I ended up in the hospital. um, And I remember feeling really disappointed in myself. You know, those times in your life that you're just like, how did this happen? Like, I I really, this this was my own fault. Like, I allowed food to get the best of me. I I kind of turned away Mm -hmm. from my upbringing. Um, And my father, while I was modeling, had cured cancer with alternative medicine and just food. So I had this beautiful relationship with food and that it can be so healing. And then on the other side, that it can be so damaging um, and almost cost me my life. So I went on my own journey of finding my way back to health and wellness and having to just learn everything that he taught me growing up, having to hire a meditation teacher, learning about subconscious patterns and how what, what we see and what we experience really impacts our behavior on a daily basis, um, which I think is such a huge, we think we, we think we're in control all the time and we think our conscious mind, like we get to make the decisions, but so much of our decision-making is based on subconscious and based on what we've seen and what we've experienced and our sad points and when we've turned angry and when, when things have happened to us, right, that impact how we behave. Yeah. Um, so I had to relearn all of this. And through the process of that, 
I started working with women after I healed myself and, um, and, and really found this beautiful space where we can heal, heal disordered thinking around food in our bodies, um, while also understanding the nutrition side and how nutrition is so important to our own health. And I kind of just blended the two and opened my own practice and have been doing, doing that ever since. So it's been a really beautiful journey and, and my, my darkest times brought me to the place where I had to relearn everything, which brought me to my practice today. It's a crazy, crazy journey. And I love how you incorporate so much of that mindfulness, you know, like, like it's, it's part self-help and part health coaching because health is not just about the food you're eating. It's also about like what's in your mind, right? Right, right. You know, the the challenge was for me was that I can come and fill your fridge with all the greens. I can go grocery shopping with you. I can take you to the the farmer's market. I can help you with recipes. And that's what I was doing for a time being. But I realized that Mm -hmm. if your patterns are still, if there's still a disconnect, right? If there's still a self-sabotaging disconnect or or something that needs to be forgiven or a pain point, you're still going to run to fast food on your way home from work, or you're still going to turn to the unhealthy things. So I realized that there was this missing piece to most diets that really involves a mindfulness component of really looking within and saying, why do I want to be alive? Why do I want to be healthy? Why why choose the greens and the kale and yeah. the spinach over you know sugar? Um, and that that was what I've just become obsessed with is like figuring out those missing pieces and why we choose um, and the behavior patterns of women. I have two questions for you because one, I want to know what, how would you describe that ideal mindset that everyone should have? And then the second question is like, what are the common beliefs that we have to unlearn, you know, in order to get to that mindset? Yeah, those are two really great questions. So how would I define that mindset? Well, I think it starts with unlearning everything you've been taught about dieting, which sounds mm-hmm. so crazy. But because when you Google diets, there's you know millions and millions of articles, right? And we always look to everyone else to tell us, okay, well, what should we be drinking and what's the newest trend? And, and we see all these trends, which is great. And the health, the health and wellness space is growing and booming and it's a fantastic thing. But when you're looking outside yourself for everything, you kind of jump around, right? And you, you move from one diet to the next, and then you're not solving the underlying conditions of really what's happening within you of why you have gained, why you're gaining weight, why you're holding weight, why maybe the story is about something that happened to you as a kid or something that we were told or a relationship you had with your parents or forgiveness that needs to happen from something along the road of maybe maybe an unhealthy relationship you were in and it's making you feel not worthy um, and it's affecting your self-esteem and your self-worth and your self-esteem and your self-confidence which all impact how you gravitate towards food so I think there's plenty of information out there and you can start diving into it but I think it all comes back to us and what is it that is in us that wants to be alive like what is your passion and your joy and what brings you like so much life like why do you want to be here and when you have that and you and you integrate that into your life you'll naturally want to be healthy like you'll want to choose the right foods because you'll want to stick around and you want to feel your best right yeah like when you really appreciate your life you want to <laughs> right live longer or just be nicer to your body right exactly and you You'll just want your entire lifestyle to be a reflection of that joy and that happiness that you are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's just a really 
powerful thing to start with you instead of looking everywhere else. And I think one of the challenges that we see, that I see so often with my clients is this blame mentality. So they're blaming the, you know, the 10 health coaches that came before mm-hmm. me, or they're blaming the diets, or they're blaming that celebrity that told them they were going to lose X amount of weight in X amount of time. And we really have to start taking responsibility and start tracking our own patterns and behaviors and saying, well, well, how do I start taking responsibility so that so that I am fully integrating these ideas? But if it doesn't work, instead of getting mad, it's like thinking your body is this beautiful experiment. So instead of getting mad that something didn't work, we say, okay, well, that didn't work, so that's okay. I'm going to shove that aside, and I'm going to integrate something new. And, you know, these greens make me feel really good, but this doesn't. So And, like, just, just rethinking that you get to choose, and it doesn't have to be one specific protocol. It can be a bunch of different research that you've done and taking little things that feel in alignment for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, I think we get so stuck on, oh, I love this celebrity. So I'm going to do exactly what she does. And then we feel bad when it doesn't work for us. And that's, that's, I think the most dangerous thing instead of looking within and just saying, okay, yeah, I love the fact that she's doing Pilates yoga. I'm going to try it. And I, and I love it, but I don't really, you know, I really do need to eat meat and I, and I feel better when I have protein Mm -hmm. instead of being drained because you're pushing for the vegan or vice versa, right? Or I really don't feel good when I meet it. And don't, it's not a connection for me. So I'm not going to be on a paleo diet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move more towards plant-based. You get to make those decisions. And I think that that's really empowering. Right. And then for the second question, how to like, what, what should we be thinking in terms of dieting? I think we have to remember that trendy isn't trustworthy. Just because it's trending doesn't yeah. mean that it's, that it's correct or somebody who's holding up a bottle. It doesn't mean that it's right for you. I think that there's really big lies in the industry that keep us hopeful. And those are like, oh, we're going to lose this amount of weight in this amount of time. So just because you lose weight doesn't mean that you're going to feel good. And I think we have to begin to think about the journey of long-term happiness and fulfillment from our entire life, right? Not like instant gratification. So I think that's a really important step to look at. I think it's really important to look at that your diet shouldn't have a time limit. It should be the rest of your life. It shouldn't be like three weeks Mm -hmm. and then you get to go binge. I think you should have your own diet. I think you don't think you should be following anyone else's protocol. I think it should be really based on on your own decision-making process and looking within what was best for you. Again, I think we should look at dieting as an experiment and and be grateful when things start to work instead of upset when things don't. Mm-hmm. We should look we should look at dieting as an investment and not not necessarily the word dieting, but health and wellness as an investment for for long-term health and happiness. So, you know, those are a few things that I encourage my clients and and most importantly that your di- like dieting shouldn't ever be about your weight. It should be about shedding all areas of your life that aren't serving you. Ooh, I like that. So whether that's your relationship, your career, career. It doesn't matter what what aspect of your life it is, but as you start to shed those areas, the weight will come off because the weight... Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. weight is just a buffer to the life that you truly want, right? And I think we have to find Mm -hmm. the space of self-love for whatever weight we're, we're in and currently embracing, but I think that there a lot of us have, and I did for myself, when I gained a lot of weight, I would self-sabotage and not do the things that I loved anymore. Um, So there's a story around that. So I think it's about shedding the areas of your life that aren't serving you. And that will help you again, feel, feel more alive and that will help. And then that will lead to wanting to be healthy in the long run. 
Right. Because I think that part is all about mindfulness. It's like if you are actually mindful for all areas of your life and you're honest with yourself, then you can start shedding it, right? Because I think some people, they just go on a diet, but they don't think about everything else. And so mentally they're blocked, right? Or there's some things keeping them from that. Man, you said so many great things. I can't even recap all of them. So (laughs) everyone who's listening, you can just rewind and listen to it again. But, Mm -hmm. But what I loved was like, you can make your own diet. Don't follow someone else's plan. Because there's so many, like, you know, there's the vegan lifestyle, the paleo lifestyle, there's all these like systems out there that and people are really opinionated and passionate Mm -hmm. about their own system thinking their system is right. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for someone who's like, just new, like it's hard for someone who's a beginner to like, pick one and decide what's right for them so it takes time it's all about experimenting and doing what makes your body happy makes your body happy and integrating Mm -hmm. things slowly I think slow and steady is definitely the way to go with Mm -hmm. long-term health and happiness because what happens is is that we'll go on someone else's protocol we'll lose a bunch of weight we're not vibrationally in a space where we have worked on our minds so we don't feel worthy Mm -hmm. of the weight that we lost or we don't feel worthy of the body or we might go home and feel like crap because we're in an unhealthy relationship where we might go to work and feel disconnected to our career and not excited and creative and joyful. So then we sabotage with putting the weight back on. So it's like these other Mm -hmm. protocols that a lot of them I support and a lot of them I believe in, but I think we have to do those with the mindset right? We have to slowly integrate with the self-love, with the, self-love, with the mm-hmm. self-esteem, with breaking down the barriers yeah. of our, you know, of trauma, with rethinking what it means to, to be alive in our body. Because as you integrate those sort of mindset shifts, then, you know, then the weight will stay off permanently. So I see this kind of like mm-hmm. lose weight, gain weight, lose gain, weight gain, but it also is in alignment with how someone's feeling about themselves as well. So we, there's both parts of the puzzle. And I think they're, you know, they're both so important. And nutrition is so important on a healing level, on a cellular level, but we also have to look at how are we feeling and, and are we happy eating this protocol? You know, a lot of clients that come to me are like, you know, I lost 15 pounds, but I just hated what I was eating. Uh, And I'm like, like life and the food in front of you should bring you so much gratitude. It should be nourishing your body. You should be loving sitting down and being mindful and chewing your food and just feeling into that experience that there shouldn't be any wow, I just really don't want to eat this, but I'm doing it because it's going to help me lose weight. Totally. You know, life is yeah. life is meant to be much more than that. Yeah, like earlier I was thinking in my head because sometimes I am an emotional eater, mm-hmm. but I think you made that point. Like it just means you don't love yourself enough. There, Like there's something there, right? that you need to heal on your own in order to stop that kind of emotional eating. Yeah, I think deep at our core, we all have self-love. I think it's it's mm-hmm. who we are um, on a very spiritual level. But I think what happens is this pain and pain points throughout our lives come get in the way. And then, as you said, from the emotional eating side of it, we use food because food is one of the easiest things, right, to turn to because we have to eat. It's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's also like drugs and alcohol. It's comfortable. Yeah, and it's in front of us all the time. So it's a very hard to say, okay, well, I'm not going to choose that for my, from an emotional eating perspective, because it's the quickest, easiest, fastest way to fill that void. So we have to change the narrative, right? And say, I love myself enough that I want to continue to grow and I want to become a better human. And I want to 
feel alive, but I'm not going to use food to sabotage Mm -hmm. these feelings. So yeah, that's so key. When are you emotional eating? Like, have you tracked it? Have you figured out? I think it's when I'm avoiding something that I don't want to deal with. (laughs) Like I I recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it could be anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So avoidance. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. I always, I always say the best way to really figure it out is to do two things. So what you do is you track when you feel that, that need to binge or feel that need to eat, Mm -hmm. um, from an emotional standpoint and you write down the date and the time and then what you're feeling in that moment. And even if you just take a few minutes and close your eyes and write it out, I think that that's an incredible place to start. And then you can begin to track. So maybe it's every Sunday night, maybe it's Monday morning, maybe it's right before you go to work, maybe it's before you do a podcast because you're you're nervous, like, or maybe it's after the yeah. podcast, maybe it's like, I don't know what the story is for you, but for me, there were very specific times that I, I would feel the need to emotionally binge. And once I started tracking them, I was able to heal them. And and you can heal them through Mm -hmm. journaling and compassion meditations and gratitude meditations. And maybe you realize, okay, this was, you know, Sunday nights was when I remember my parents getting in arguments all the time. And that is triggering you today. And so once you start Mm -hmm. tracking it and looking within, and if you don't know where it's coming from, you literally can sit down and and do five, just simple five deep breaths. And you Mm -hmm. can begin to just like ask yourself where it's coming from. And and the answer will be presented to you through mindfulness and through meditation. It's amazing what you'll hear. That's really interesting. Yeah. Tracking it. I've never thought of doing that. Well, one thing I want to ask is a lot of people have an issue with like feeling confident in themselves because mm-hmm. social media, obviously Instagram, like you see all these hot fit bodies. Like how <laughs> yeah. do, what are, what are some like things you want to tell people out there who are feeling a little insecure? Yeah. And it's so interesting that you asked me this because I've been on both sides. And the interesting thing is that when I was posting the pictures of, you know, that, that were Photoshopped or that were, you know, the ones in the magazines or when I was in a beautiful wedding dress on a beach and I, I, you know, flowing, right. The pictures that you're like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. the girl I want to be. That's when I felt the yeah. worst. And what the story, oh, really? yeah, because the story of what is underneath the picture, no one talks about, right. So no one says, Oh, well, before this picture was taken, you know, where I, I never talked about, well, before this picture was taken, I actually was binging all, all night and then taking laxatives and then barely eating anything in the morning and almost wow. passing out on set and, you know, and then going to the gym for three and a half hours, working out in a sauna suit so that because I had shows mm-hmm. or because I was in a fashion, you know, because it was fashion week. Nobody wow. talks about that story. So I think we have to become really careful with one Photoshop and two, just that you don't know what the story is behind the, the picture. And I think we have to get really mm-hmm. clear on that and start having that discussion. Um, and young girls really have to recognize that there's a lot that they're not seeing. So that beautiful picture of me that, you know, my friends would comment on and so forth, I was actually miserable inside. So I'm very careful when I, when I look for inspiration and I always focus on the emotional side of someone I'm following or their inspiration or what they write about or what they talk about. And if it feels in alignment with me more so than looking at the physical. Mm. Um, And I think there Mm -hmm. is aspects of being strong and um, feeling really good in your body and having self-confidence. And, and there's so many girls now speaking out about this, which is phenomenal. 
Um, but I just think you have to be really careful when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And no one knows your story, the, the truth of your story. You only know it. And right. you don't know the truth of anyone else's story. So how they're really feeling or if they're promoting that they're eating salad, you know, or eat, you know, eating greens and they're feeling really good, they might really not be or vice versa. We don't, we don't know that story. So we have to Again, I think it comes back you to... You can't judge anyone, right? No, we can't right? judge anything. Yeah, you don't know. And I think yeah. it comes back to mm-hmm. looking inside and just saying, like, do I feel good today? And who can I look up to that promotes and shares and constantly is talking about self, like, you know, empowerment and self-esteem and self-worth mm-hmm. and, and finding your passion. And I have a strong belief that we are all just gifted with the body that we have for a reason, for a purpose, mm-hmm. and, and on, a, on a higher level that that there was a reason for whatever that gift was and viewing our bodies as this beautiful gift and this beautiful vehicle. And just even breaking down, like, think of how many places your body has taken you, what you've seen through your eyes, what you get to experience because of it, and just shifting everything to a gratitude space will completely shift the way you experience mm-hmm. confidence in the world. Right. It, it's amazing how so much of it really is the mindset and how you feel within. I mean, I, I came like prepared with questions on like diet tips and like, you know, how to debunk common myths, but it really, it, it goes much deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And, and the interesting thing is people always say, what is the fastest way to the body that I love? And I'm like, well, there's two ways. One, what's the fastest way to a bikini body? And I'm like, you know, I love the quote that it's turned viral and it's going around. It's like the fast way to bikini body is put a bikini on your body. <laughs> like that's the fastest <laughs> yeah. way. And the second fastest way I, I believe is like long-term is like looking at things from a long-term perspective of just saying the fastest way to falling in love with your body is doing the mindfulness work. It's sitting down every day, doing meditation twice a day. It's writing the forgiveness letters to the people that hurt you. It's looking at the relationship your parents had with food. It's looking at your relationship with your parents and your friends and your environment. Because as you work on that, you will integrate into a place where, and vibrationally raised to a place where you just feel so good about yourself because you've mm-hmm. cleaned out all the stuff that is making you feel less. And so, yeah. yes, it might take six months. It might take a year. You might have to work with a coach. You might have to work through it. But going up and down with dieting isn't a fast way to a body you love because like, let's say you do lose the weight at that certain body you're, you're going to change. Your body's going to change. Hormones are going to change. Your, your life is going to change. And as your body changes, you have to embrace it as it changes. You're not going to stay at that weight your whole life. So why not just do the mindfulness work first? So as your body changes, yeah. you'll learn to love whatever space that you're in. Right. I think you have to lay down that foundation. Yeah. Self-love is like a foundation for everything, living a good life in all different areas. So it's nice to know that you believe in this too. <laughs> yeah. And I love love the work that you're doing and just, you know, supporting people through that because Mm -hmm. it's in every area. And I say, sometimes you don't need a weight loss coach. Like sometimes you don't need a health coach. Sometimes what you need is a relationship coach or sometimes. Right. Or everything like intertwines, right? It's, It's all about feeling good about yourself, your body, your life. If you can feel good about everything, then I think everything will align. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it all kind of comes together and then you'll feel really good in your body and, 
and free, right? To free to do mm-hmm. whatever it is. The interesting thing about your relationship with food and your body is your body and how you feel in your body impacts every area of your life. It really does. Like it impacts yes. your travel, it impacts your social life about going out and feeling good. It impacts your relationships and how mm-hmm. you feel with your partner, it impacts your career and your self-esteem and self-worth in what you're doing every day. So if you look at it that way, it is such a big investment and such a wonderful yeah. investment to really take the time And meditation does so many things. I mean, it it decreases anxiety. It improves your mood, creates a healthier body, immunity, like emotional well-being, mental health, like every, you know, it's going to impact everything. So I say start with meditation, start with mindfulness. Okay. And then do your research and get integrated into a protocol that works best for you. I love that. So everyone out there listening, start with meditation and mindfulness and then start experimenting, right, with what diet or what nutrition system feels best for you. Yeah. Okay. So lastly, where can our listeners find you online, Sarah? Yeah, so you can um, find me at sarahannstewart.com. So it's Sarah with an H and A-N-N-E and then Stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T and all my social media links and everything is there. Um, And I would love to connect with you if you have more questions. I I would love for you to join the free community and happy to answer any questions that you guys have after after this podcast. Awesome. I'll put all the links in the show notes in the blog. Thank you so much, Sarah. I learned a lot and this was actually very refreshing to hear. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye. Bye.